Hello everyone, I'm Jen and welcome to another episode of Monogamish Pod. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Bomber and Belle of the Black and Kinky podcast about their journey into non-monogamy and how the name of their podcast doesn't exactly match what they're into. I mean, they're both black, but the kinky bit? Eh. We dive a bit deeper into that in the episode, but before we go there, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, altplayground.net. Now, of course, I've talked to you about the virtues of altplayground.net for almost a year now. Like, you guys know me, you know I wouldn't promote anything I didn't believe in. So, let's talk about their video chatting feature. Now, we've mentioned this again before, like I said, but as we open up the world, so to speak, as more people are getting vaccinated, as more cities and states are reducing their lockdown measures due to the lower percentage rate of infection and high vaccination rates, I think you should be taking advantage of this video chat feature. I mean, hello, how else are you going to know what people look like before you get out there and meet them? Just saying, just saying, I think that this is the perfect segue into our in-person meeting. So I'm going to need you to get on over to altplayground.net, go on over there, sign up today, make sure you're using our video chatting feature. It is safe, it is secure, and it is a good way to get to know other people in the lifestyle before you guys are able to meet up in person. Maybe you'll be talking to someone in Louisiana. Not in New Orleans may happen this year. I don't know. Maybe that's where y'all are going to meet up later in the year once y'all are fully vaccinated. But we just want to build those connections, build those relationships in advance. There are some meet and greets that are happening right now in different cities. So I want you to make sure you're checking that out also on Off the Grounds website, but I'll dive into that more next episode. So that's right. Head on over to altplayground.net and use our secure video chatting feature to get to know people that you can probably see in person sometime soon. Wink, wink. <laughs> but uh, now that I've talked about that, before I dive even deeper into Bomber and Bell's conversation with moi, I want to talk to you guys about the reason why this episode is delayed. Ugh, I know, frustrating. But I did have to move out of my apartment. I hoped that I'd be able to get this interview out to you guys before I did that. However, packing and moving is way more stressful than I thought it would be. Like, I have a lot of shit. I have so much shit. Like, what the fuck? I have so much shit. And so as a result, I was not able to find the time to edit the podcast the way I wanted to. I recorded an intro. Don't get me. I recorded a whole intro and outro. I just could not get a chance to edit that together. So I moved out of my apartment, put stuff in storage, stayed with my dad for a bit, staying with my mom right now. I'm all over the place at the moment. But I'm in Jamaica, which is amazing. I'm just in quarantine. So I just wanted to give you guys that brief update on me and my life before we dive this episode with Bob and Bella Black and Kinky. Here you go. Today, on this amazing Sunday, I am with Bomber and Belle from Black and Kinky. We're here to enjoy each other yeah, in a sensual yes. way oh. on the podcast. So, welcome <laughs> Bomber and Belle. Thank you. Hello, Bomber hello. And Belle. Yes. Yes. So, why don't you tell the people of Monogamish a little bit about you, aside from what I've said several times, like, oh my God, I work with Black and Kinky on this thing. They're going to be like, who the fuck are these people? So why don't you tell them about you? Sure. Um, so I am the bomber. And I'm the bell. 
and we are hosts of the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast, uh, which is a podcast that's been running for, has it been like three years now? It's been more than three years. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, we, uh, uh, we basically created our podcast because we um, had joined the, the Swinger Lifestyle. We had started, sort of in, started engaging um, in the lifestyle, and uh, we had been listening to a lot of podcasts um, in order to learn the ropes of being in the lifestyle. And we observed that there weren't that uh, many like black lifestyle voices um, in the podcast community. And so um, instead of doing the um, feudal search, um, we decided to put together our own podcast where we talk about our experiences as a black couple in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about us. We are married and have been married for be six years mm-hmm. this summer. Um, but we've been together um, like 11 years. Oh my God, over a decade. I know, seriously. <laughs> um, the podcast is about as old as our time mm-hmm. in the lifestyle. So we've been in the lifestyle, yeah, maybe four years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit more. And we started the podcast soon after we Join the lifestyle. Um, yeah. We're yeah. a, I guess, standard swinger couple. <laughs> <laughs> right. If there is such a thing. I um, mean, I don't know. Is there such a thing? You guys are no better than I do. I've never swung a day in my life. So it's really, <laughs> it's really all on you. Yeah, this, yeah. this is true. I, I think as a run of the mill swinger couples go, we would, we would fall right in line. Yeah, I think we're pretty, like, uh, you know, I thought that we were really risque and, like, kind of uh, non-traditional when we jumped into the lifestyle scene. And then we started meeting some other couples that are in the lifestyle. Some of them are doing webcams. Some of them are, like, uh, really into BDSM. And we were just like, oh, I guess we're just boring. I mean, <laughs> The, um, the kinky part of the title is somewhat of a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were kinky, and then we started meeting kinky folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that before. They're like, there's always someone kinkier than you. What was the thing that made you realize you were not as kinky as you thought you were? I think we had considered the fact that we would be engaged in ethical non-monogamy yeah. to be the kinky shit. Like, we liked orgies. Yeah. Like. We didn't just like sleeping with other people. We liked watching each other sleep with other people. Right. We thought that was really exciting. And then one day we actually went to a kinky house party. And we got. I saw a girl <laughs> get her clit beat with a paddle. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. That, that's just, that's good for her. She really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not that kinky. Yeah, and I uh, I saw folks getting whipped with with electric whips or something, or yeah. like they, they, there was electricity involved. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't just flogging; it was some like Tron futuristic flogging. Um, but yeah, not and then and then the cherry on top, I would say, is that we were like, okay, I mean, you know, they're doing some stuff we're not necessarily into, but we can still have fun. So you know, let's just play with each other you know let's just have sex here in the playroom and everyone left <laughs> we just weren't that exciting <laughs> because it was just vanilla sex so everyone left right. were like, okay uh, got it not that kinky okay that's, right. that's fine <laughs> 
but we've had a lot of fun in the lifestyle. Like I just, I mean, that's, that's one aspect of our experience, but it's been, it's been really, really great. I mean, despite the fact that the, the last year has been somewhat inactive given the uh, COVID pandemic, um, we've had some loving memories Oh yes, in our time in the lifestyle. Okay. So we, yeah, I, all those things you just mentioned, the beating click paddle thing, yeah. listen, can't do it. Don't, don't do that. That for <laughs> me, that's a bit intense. I'm all yeah. about impact play. So you can paddle my booty. You can right. do my thighs. Yeah. I'll let you whip me a bit, but like this, it's the clit spanking. So I am yeah. not like a, I can't do like clamps either. So no nipple clamps, click clamps, mm. no, nothing like that. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, that for me is like a hard no limit. But everything else you said, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, maybe I would try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would try it. Okay. So mm. what was your first foray into the lifestyle? Like, had, had you had any kind of lifestyle practice as a child? I know people talk about their, their journey, not like as a child, child, like know, a teenager, sure. like, you know, someone yeah. who's allowed to do things. People talk about, you know, knowing that they were kinky a little bit or a little bit, you know, risque when they were younger. Did you have non-monogamous leanings when you were baby bomber and bell? I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell the story about our couple discovery, but I think as a, as a, as a young man, I feel like I have, um, it's, it's more permissible for us or more normal for us to think about things like threesomes with two women um, and, you know, think about orgies because, you know, anytime we got girls to come to a party, that was like always like home run. If we could get them all to take their clothes off, that'd be awesome. I remember my first experience uh, was like on an underground campus uh, where, I don't know, it just kind of happened by accident. A bunch of girls were in a room um, and we, I just happened like I was, I was, I had just turned like 22 or something. Uh, and I brought some Captain Morgan <laughs> into my friend's, uh, little dorm room. And, uh, you know, Captain Morgan's a sweet rum, so girls can drink that and, and be okay. But, you know, they, they came in, um, and started drinking that, but the, the thing that really moved things along was this one girl who was clearly bisexual who was really egging the other girls on, like uh-huh. really trying to like anything things up. So she would like take her shirt off and be like, I know I'm not the only one who's going to have my titties out. And the <laughs> fellas are just dead silent, just letting it happen. You know? um, so yeah, it, 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 it started to go down in there. But again, I think that as a man, like that's always like the thing to do. Like, I don't think that was kind of like stepping out of our normative, heteronormative space, so to speak. I mean, the first threesome that I had was in undergrad and it was a MMF, which I feel like is somewhat unusual, um, especially for a first threesome experience. Um, Did y'all have Captain Morgan? (laughs) Captain Morgan. (laughs) But it was like this dude who was, we weren't dating. We were just fuck buddies, but he was like, you know, would you mind if like, while we were doing our thing, my homeboy joined us. And I was like, I, I think I'd be okay with that. That seems like a reasonable uh, approach, uh, you know, ask. And so 
we had the MMF and um, one of my homegirls found out about it. And down the line, we went to another party and there was a gangbang slash train and she was there too participating. And then like after that, she was like, I can't believe you did that. You know, like slut shaming, all this kind of stuff. I was like, wait a minute, but you were there too. But what are you but that like kind of blocked it out from her mind. And so from there, my thinking was like, wait, like I enjoyed myself. I had a good time and it doesn't feel right that this person is slut shaming me about it. Um, and so I think that was like the beginning of exploring like the other side <laughs> of my sexuality. Listen, y'all had some exciting undergrad life, okay? I didn't have all that. I don't know what kind of colleges y'all were going to. But I, listen, that was not happening to me. Don't get me wrong. I was having threesomes. But. (laughs) But. I I, I, I figured everybody was having a whole lot of sex in undergrad. No? That wasn't a thing? I mean. Maybe. When I was a. A senior at that point, yeah. But shit, when I came in as a freshman, the girls weren't trying to holler at me. <laughs> but I, let me think about this. Okay, so I started university when I was seventeen, the way that we do oh, here okay. in Jamaica. Um, so I turned eighteen in my freshman first semester. And what was I doing then? No, I was mostly making out. I had just lost my virginity like a couple of months before that. Okay, mm-hmm. so, that was your first time. My first time was, what even was that like? Um, it was a dude that I knew and he was like, hey, has anyone ever eaten your pussy before? And I was like, nah. He was like, do you want me to come over and do that? And I was like, okay. So he came over and he did that. And then he was like, hey, do you want to have sex? And I was like, I mean, I guess that's fine. <laughs> and then, like you know, now, now was we, this a particularly good-looking man? Because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give advice to my uh, young, <laughs> like you know, my twenty-year-olds, like mentees. Let them know. Hey, all, all you got to do is call the chick up and ask her if she's ever had her pussy eaten up before, and I mean, you'll be well on your way. <laughs> I mean, he's okay looking. He's not like the hottest dude on the planet or anything. I also uh, have been known by my friends to have interesting taste in men. My girlfriends and my, you know, non-binary partners, people who do not, who are not cishet men, mm-hmm. always 10 out of 10, banging. The cishet men that I usually date or hook up with, they're like, what is what is happening here? Where's the disconnect? <laughs> what is going on? So <laughs> so no. he, he's an average looking dude. Fine. Okay. So, so you, call, you guys call them hit men? No. Uh, cis- oh, cishet men. Cisgender, heterosexual men. So oh, you. Yeah. Oh, God. The men like you that she dates yeah. tend to be more average. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they tend to basically be me. <laughs> I I am not going to say that on the podcast. Whatever you say about yourself sounds like something you and Belle need to figure out privately. I can only hey, speak from more with average. <laughs> I think you're handsome. Okay. I have definitely dated some average or below average men mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> i i think it's the the cross to bear of women who date women like mm. you're always like you're the women that you date or you sleep with are always like super hot it's kind of like the world balancing the scales like sometimes you just <laughs> get an ugly dude yeah. Like, yeah. and ugly of course is subjective yes, right yes. Mm-hmm. so it's not like anyone's really ugly yeah, except no. for 
in their hearts because they don't drink enough coconut water. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a dirty heart. You know, that's. <laughs> a... <laughs> But yeah, so that I mean that's what that was like is super, you know, chill, whatever. And I just I was like, okay, this is fine. Sex is okay, I guess. I wasn't really that crazy about it. And then, you know, I didn't call him because why would I call him? Like he's just the dude who ate my pussy and stuck his dick inside of me. That's fine. And then he was like, I can't believe you haven't called. I was like, why would I call? We're not together. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you're just the dude who fucked me. And he was like, wow okay like i didn't see that coming. i was like did you forget who i am like I, even though i wasn't fucking i'm still a savage you're welcome <laughs> like that those two it. things don't go together but yeah so that was my first sexual experience but i had threesomes like shortly after that were they all so you but you were having like fmf threesomes though yeah I just okay. most mostly women. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying to. I have never had what we call the devil's threesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, the, see, the the bell is still trying to make that happen. Well, again. Uh, yeah. Again. Well, again. She, she in FM, a... but I haven't had the FMF yet, and I feel like yeah. the norm and the lifestyle is for the man to have his FMF. But the problem with the FMF for us, and this is sort of how we, <laughs> this this is how we sort of stand out in your average, uh, among your average swinger, besides the fact that we're black, um, like the bell is not bisexual. I wouldn't even say she's bi-curious. Now, what's, what's interesting- Wait a minute now. There's a, there's a word for people like you, and it, I think it's heteroflexible is probably the most ah. accurate way to define the bell. Um, and so, if we have an FMF, I think the expectation on the additional partner is going to be that yo, I well, I'm going to have a piece of the bomber, and the bell is going to go down on me. That's a win win. The bell ain't going down on nobody but the bomber. Um, or the uh, or the other guy that happens to be in the room. She's only going down on dick. She's not. She's not going to go down. I want to put penises in my mouth. I want to put titties in my mouth, though. All right. Well, we, we're going to have to find a woman who orgasms through her titties. <laughs> well, okay. you can make her orgasm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I could do that, but you know, but I feel like a lot of women come to come to FMFs with the expectation that there's going to be some good quality play between her and the other female. This is very true. Because she could get dick anywhere. Yes. But, you know, pussy's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are not going to eat the pussy, but no. can they eat your pussy? Yes. Okay, then, I mean, I'm really not seeing the issue. Okay. Really? I'm you, really you, not you, getting You okay it. with pillow princesses? Because I, I feel yeah. like that's a dirty word in the lifestyle. There's, well, here's the thing. I have fucked many a pillow princess in my life. That is totally fine with me. I I am that person who a lot of women end up saying like, you know, you were my first girl crush. You were the one that turned me off onto women. And I was like, yeah, I know. I ate your pussy. It happened. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I just kind of thought that you knew that you were into women before I did it. I didn't know that I was like the first, you know iteration of that but thanks so for me that's not a big deal like i'm totally down with that i'm like oh, okay. i i love so, pussy uh, so so you got any plans um, <laughs> <laughs> let me check the calendar please hold 
because, uh, yeah, that might, but I don't know. Well, well, maybe me and you need to talk. We might not be interested in, in, in dudes. Well, actually, no, we already, we already, uh, 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 stated that I'm, I'm an average dude. I don't know. You saw me in person. How average am I? Do I fall within that average box? <laughs> you're, you're like you're like you're asking like am i you know are you in my type of average box or is there like a different layer to this uh, you know what guys i feel like we need to keep this planning off the air i don't want to get the <laughs> too excited i feel like we, we need to keep it at just like slightly below x-rated <laughs> all right all right slightly okay. below okay all right i'll call you after the show um so you guys started, you know, having non-monogamous experiences, group-ish experiences in undergrad. Yeah. So what? when did you guys meet officially? So we met in grad school. Um, and we, we fucked the first night that we met. Um, and so basically we were at a party. We were very drunk. Um, and we like stayed up talking first. And then, you know, kind of the party winds down, people leave, and you're just sitting around kind of not drunk, but still kind of tipsy and like, hey, you're kind of attractive. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then after that, we, uh, you know, had our first date and we've kind of been together ever since. Um, but I think one of the, like, first experiences we had um together that was lifestyle-ish before we even knew what the lifestyle was um, was we were with a, another couple at our apartment they had come over to I don't know why they were there like just to watch a movie hang out chill whatever oh, no they, they were there we were we had a party and oh, okay. everybody else left but that couple right so they were um, there to bone yeah <laughs> yeah unbeknownst to me um, but like the lights were low and we ended up just parallel play. So I was sucking the bomber's dick and the other girl was, you know, sucking her boy's dick. And I don't think we actually fucked. Like no. that was as far as it got. So mm. it was like some was soft parallel play. Yeah. But that was like our very first kind of group yeah. foursome experience. Okay, so you've been slowly, you know, you're working your way up the ladder. So then yeah. how did you get to decide to officially open up and be in the lifestyle a couple of years ago? Like, what was that transition like? Because, of course, you know, you met in grad school, you're sucking dicks, you know, in front of yeah. other people, and <laughs> right. then you're married, and then now you're having orgies. How, how did we go <laughs> from occasionally, you know, not even fucking in front of anybody else to like, yeah, yeah. we're in this? So I just want to just want to clarify: the bell was the only one sucking dick. Sure, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> um, no, but I think uh, you know we got married. I, I don't think anything things got wild for quite a while after that. I think we sort of fell into the normal um, everyday lives of your average um, married couple. Although we we're a couple that always prioritize having a good time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that spilled into our sex lives. Um, but I remember having a conversation with you about, you know, being a swinger um, 
and it was and it, it was stated in the most ignorant with the most ignorant like knowledge whatever i i knew nothing about being a swinger except what we saw on real sex uh, like it, it was the running joke in our relationship right. oh when we're old you know we'll probably be swingers <laughs> um, but we didn't know what that meant or anything like that and you know we were um even though we were monogamous i guess we were kind of on the monogamish side so you know we would go to strip clubs together and you know we could talk about you know women that we saw and you know were attracted to and that kind of thing but it didn't go initially it didn't go beyond that but i did i don't know somebody had mentioned um the possibility of going to a swinger club somebody in my vanilla circle a friend of mine uh, and I think he wanted to take some girl and like, I just, I was interested in knowing more about it. So I started going online and learning more about what these swinger clubs were all about. Again, this was less about our like budding identities as swingers and more about like going to a sex club. Like, what's that like? And uh, when I learned about it, uh, there was a local sex club, um, a local swinger club that I had heard about and I brought it up to the bell like yo like you want to go to this thing um you know we don't have to play with anybody or anything like I'm over here like kind of like trying not to what what do they say I'm walking on eggshells like you yeah. know I just want to we just we could just check it out just see what it's like you know I, I won't I won't like touch anybody's titties I, I won't even look I mean I won't even touch no asses or nothing like that you know we, we don't we don't even have to talk to nobody and like I'm I'm over here like sweating and she's like oh okay we can go cool let's do it <laughs> yeah. I was like oh that sounds interesting so I was like you know trying to you know do my Google searches like what do you search like sex parties adult parties <laughs> like just you know what what is there to expect you know all of that trying to figure that out and there was really no information um <clears throat> that was readily available and definitely no information like for black people um so. but yeah and I, but, but i think that one one thing i thought was that the, the swinger club was a sex club that we would walk into an orgy and then when i when i was doing my research before i approached you bell i discovered or oh, i had a good sense of what that club was going to be like mm. And then I was like, yo, this could be really cool. It's just like a regular club, but instead of going home, people go downstairs to fuck. Yeah. Um, and you might see a titty or two on the fucking dance floor. Like, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> so we ended up, we ended up going to this thing. And had a ball. Cause it was, it was like a regular club. We could dance and have a good time. Um, and the, they had a really good DJ on the night we went. And there was just a lot of black people on the night that we went. And so that, cause we were mm -hmm. definitely expecting nothing but old white people. Um, we were like, that's, you know, if we happen to see another, a couple cool, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be nothing but old white people. And it was not, I mean, there were old white people there, but it was a very diverse crowd. And so that, and there were, you know, young black couples. And mm -hmm. so that made us feel much more comfortable. Um, and we <laughs> ended up fucking in the the little lounge area. Yeah, right. Just, just each other. Just feet from the dance floor. Um, and a couple of things. Um, one, there was just this sense of freedom in that club. Like mm -hmm. just, you know, all kinds of like body shapes and, and you know, all people of all, all ages just 
whooping out their titties, like giving their man blowjobs, like just just doing their thing. And I was like, yo, this is um, this is really cool. And the one thing that I keep forgetting about is the fact that we actually got hollered at pretty hard that night. I think yeah, somebody wanted to take us home. Or we did they go did. with Yes, home we did go home with somebody that night. All right, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos. Y'all were hot commodities at the spot. You're like, first time out, and they're like, hey, you want to come home with me? What about with me? Hello? Hi, I'm over here. <laughs> what about right, with me? We were definitely feeling ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were. I would not recommend that to <laughs> your first time at a club. Just go rent, go home with a couple. No, um, but it was an experience that we had, and it wasn't bad. It was just uncomfortable. It was awkward. Mm, I feel didn't know what you yeah. Did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for your first time, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm eager, I'm ready. Then it's like, wait, maybe not quite ready. There's <laughs> right, <lot> yeah. <laughs> There's something happening here. Okay, all right. Yeah. So your first time going home with a couple was a little awkward, but mm-hmm. after that first time at the club, you were like, we can do this more often. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we, so then we, we got on the sites mm-hmm. and tried to figure out what our... Um, swinger personalities were you know how would we operate in the lifestyle um you know will we date couples or will we just go to parties will we travel will we only play together or will we only play separately or you know both or what and how did that look like and so that was a journey uh, <laughs> to kind of figure out that and you know what we liked what we didn't like um and, and so forth Okay, so what have we decided on now? Like, forget about before. What, where are we at now? What do we like? What do we not like? How do we play? Um, so now I think we focus a lot on friendships <clears throat> and building relationships. Uh, I would say we're more on the social swinger side. Um, so the sex is fun, but it's not as important. I don't think now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Like when I look back at the times I really enjoyed, uh, it was really just the camaraderie uh, and just like being being with a group of people you just knew and just joking with them. I, some of the best experiences I remember having was like we would go to like a hotel social, which would re- really be a hotel like hotel room orgy um and like you know when the night is like ending and everybody's like busted enough nuts uh (laughs) you know we're under the sheets and somebody will like pull out a vape and like we'll just be smoking under the sheets butt ass naked just telling swinger stories and usually at that time most of the people we didn't know very well would have left, mm-hmm. but it would be like the core group of people that have just been playing with each other for a while and have just gotten really comfortable and just talking. I, I loved those moments. Um, you know. But yeah, I think building friendships. We still like the group. The group orgy thing is like, it you works know, for that, that works for us. But I think like the one-on-one dates is something that has not worked well for us. And so we're real like, I don't know if we want to, invest too much time in doing that okay all right so not so much one-on-one dating but more of like a hey we're having a sex party y'all should come through yeah we, we got a sibian we're all set <laughs> yeah. yeah we we 
like to mix and match. Um, so, you know, it's really hard to find a four-way connection where, you know, everybody is really feeling everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, Barbara says that I'm picky. Um, super picky. I'm not super picky. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I like what I like. And so, and I'm in a place where, like, boy, I've had a lot of dicks. So, <laughs> you know, I don't. If it's just a regular old dick, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, no appreciation for dick. <laughs> I do, I do. I just, just she appreciates she appreciates your dick. Like, let's yeah, be I appreciate here. your and see, and that's the thing. And in the bummer's juggling about you know being an average dude or whatever like that. But I'm like, whoever I'm gonna play with, like, has to be like him or better. And so if they're not, I'm just like, but I I have my own. That's better so i'm gonna just sit here and watch y'all right, listen, <laughs> you're just, so fine just, with. it's just not fair because i've, <laughs> I've slept with many women who aren't as pretty as you that ain't got nothing to do with me all the time because <laughs> I, give their, I give their pussies a chance to surprise me i give them a chance i don't need no more surprises <laughs> these are not the little kinder eggs no i'm good <laughs> Lord, <laughs> here's the thing. As somebody who too has had enough dicks in her life, it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have something special for me yeah. to really want to go there with you. Like, yeah, if if we're not vibing, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try. Like, don't even try to even intone that you want to like touch me. I'm like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Please now, no. see now, don't but but see this. This is what I'm talking about. See, don't get mad when you see a lot of these white women who walk up in the room talking about where that BBC at. See, they got a, they got an appreciation for some dick. See, I mean, is it appreciation <laughs> or is it desperation? Thank uh, you. Oh, see, see oh, they got desperate because they want some black dick. Yes, oh, come on now. Yeah. Dick is far more unpredictable than pussy is. And so you taking a chance on pussy has far less risks than me taking a chance on dick. Explain. The dick can't be, it might not be working or it don't work enough or you got to get, do too much to get it going. Like there's just so many things that can go wrong. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot that can go wrong. With women, usually it's that they're not wet enough. And then you have lube. You have lube for that. (laughs) I can't fix the dick. I can't do it. <laughs> if it's well, I can't. If it won't get hard, I can try, but nah. You're not a dick mechanic. No, okay, I'm not you. a dick mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has time for that. No, no one has time for that. Okay, so what is your favorite sexual encounter that you guys have had in your swinger lifestyle? Do you have a favorite? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think... I liked, uh, okay, so we might have different reports here, but um, there was this one couple we met in a club and we had a lot of ke- sexual chemistry with this couple and we were dancing on the dance floor and then we made it to the playroom and we were, we had a good time in there. I mean, we had, we had full swaps, switched, 
you know, the bell had a ball, I had a ball, and this girl was a squirter, and I wasn't used to being with a squirter. I'm just, I'm just smashing it, and then I'm just feeling like warm liquid all over me, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is dope, like, this is cool. And then we left the playroom, and then we started dancing again, and got turned on, and said, yo, let's go back, and then we played again. But what I appreciated most about this night is that the people that were watching us thought that we were professional performers. <laughs> yeah. Because of how, because the the chemistry was so, they didn't know what the the chemistry was so good that we weren't just fucking the fuck. We were fucking because we were really turned on by each other, mm-hmm. and they they had interpreted that energy as like, oh, these motherfuckers must perform. Where's the hidden cameras at? You know, <laughs> that was my that was my favorite experience. Um, I would say that my favorite experience, which I think is one of my favorite experiences, is our first hotel party. Um, And it was just, that was like our first orgy also. So it was an experience that was unlike I had ever had before. And just everybody looked good. Like it was just so many beautiful black and brown people in the same space. And just being able, I think that openness and that freeness and just everyone was vibing and just having a really good connection. And there was lots of good sex and it was good music. And yeah, I just, I really, I always go back to that, that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, yeah, it was just a a good way to start, (laughs) a good way to have your first orgy. Yeah. And I think, I think we both like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think as as a black man, sometimes it can feel it, it can feel like we're not as desired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like in this space, like I felt genuinely desired, like not just because of, you know, the way I looked, but also just my personality. Like I was telling jokes and people remembered that. And, you know, it was all black people in there. Yeah. So it was like we all sort of you were bonded under an, under a common culture. And, yeah, that that was a great experience. Okay. So you said there were all black people there, which high-key jealous, just so you know. Like, <laughs> don't look about it, like high-key jealous. So mm-hmm. do you guys usually only play with people of color or do you play with white people as well? No, we play with white people. Yeah, we we're, went to, we're open. Uh, I think we when we were naughty and anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had a orgy in our room, and that was nothing but white people. We, like we, we were the only black couple yeah. that invited the white people to our room. Right. <laughs> um, uh, it was still a great experience. Oh, that that was great. I I, I remember having an extremely powerful orgasm. <laughs> I don't know. What I was I in your mouth? I think I was. In yeah, your mouth. I think yeah, so. That it, it I sounded. <laughs> <laughs> it was loud. I'll just say it was loud. Um, so yeah, so we're I mean we're we're not there are black swinger couples who only play with other black swinger couples. Um, but we're open to whoever we have a connection with, really. Um, and so if you happen to be white and we have a good connection, then you know things turn out good. You know, we're open to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there are some black folks we haven't had a good connection with too. I mean, I yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. We acknowledge that. Yo, um, I would say ninety percent of our negative experiences have been with black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because those are the folks we found yeah. ourselves uh, around. Um, but 
most most of our experiences have been positive and honestly like chemistry has no color you know yeah um, yeah yeah no I, I just thought it was worth asking you know considering mm-hmm. you know black and kinky you never know yeah never that's know. very true we're not racist <laughs> <laughs> no we are not thank you for pointing that out <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, okay. So it sounds like you guys have had an interesting lifestyle. So how has the pandemic affected your swinger lifestyle? Then, of course, I know that, especially in the beginning, no one was playing with anyone or they were and just not telling us about it. I don't know. Very, very they odd were, times. They just weren't pandemic. talking about it. Yeah, very odd times in this pandemic. Clubs mm-hmm. open, clubs not open, secret clubs that are open, Zoom orgies. I've heard some very interesting things throughout this entire year. So what has your year in the pandemic, in quarantine, COVID living, how has that affected your swinger lifestyle? Oh, it's it shut it down. Um, so we, I mean, we've started doing some more stuff now, like going to parties and, you know, going to more events and that kind of thing. But uh, in the the height of the Panasonic, like we weren't doing anything. We were, we had some Zoom dates. We did yeah. have some Zoom dates, but they were, and they were Zoom dates watching like swinger type movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would watch a movie mm-hmm. with another lifestyle couple and talk about, you know, what we thought about it, that kind of thing, dressed up, all that kind of stuff. And that was fun. Um, but in terms, and I, yeah, there were like orgy parties on Zoom and we heard about those. We didn't go to yeah. any of those. I didn't actually understand how that would work. And then I was just com- concerned about being on video with people right. you don't know right. and doing sex acts. It's just concerning. Um, for me um so we didn't participate in those but yeah we haven't really been doing anything but again we've been now more focusing on the relationship aspect and like we're still definitely not trying to be poly um but we want to make friends (laughs) we want to make friends with like-minded people so now we've gotten on a, a app um, field. field, um, but uh, you know, I, I what a the the lifestyle clearly has been impacted by COVID in general. But I think um, before COVID, we had a very I, th- I felt like it was a tight tribe, yeah. like a tight group that you know we you know there was one of one person one group a uh, couple in our group that used to throw events. And that used to be like the unifier, you know, not all, not all of them were like orgies, but sometimes they would just have a meet and greet or have a party at their place or, um, or have the hotel joint. Uh, and unfortunately they were shut down, um, because of COVID, you know, there were some health issues that made them particularly vulnerable. So they weren't even trying to take the chance. And then they ended up leaving. Um, the area. So I felt like the COVID kind of like was an atomic bomb to our group of close-knit friends. And now that things have been opening up, you know, we've been going to parties, but that, that, that bonded group, that entourage, that, you know, that, that feeling of your people, your network, like that kind of got lost on us, yeah. uh, unfortunately. So we're trying to, and I think that's why we've lately we've been more so focused on building relationship again because we're trying to like recapture that 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 you know cohesive group feeling. 
Okay, so what are you looking for then? I mean, I know you guys are open to making connections with people, not poly connections, listeners, not poly connections. They are not poly. Belle is not bisexual. She only likes titties. So, I like ass too. And ass. So she likes ass and titties. Hold on. Would you ever put your face in an ass though? Between some ass cheeks? To lick the asshole? No, not to lick the asshole. You don't have to lick the ass. It just just motorboat between some ass cheeks. Oh, I could do that. Yes, okay. You never did that before, though. No, but right. I, could, I could do it. Okay, your nose will be close to. All right, whatever. All right, I'm sorry. You were asking a question, Jen. I interrupted. Well, no, well, no. Now we're we're on a whole different level now. Now I need to know. So, so Bell is into ass and titties and is able yeah. to motorboat both things, despite proximity to, you know, beside proximity to to other holes. Right. So, what what about what about you, Bomber? Like, how yeah. are you an ass and titties person as well? Um, I'm definitely an ass and titties person. Like, I, I, I will, listen, I, I will toss some salad. I'm, I'm a nasty dude. Like, uh, you know, I will lick, but I will lick every inch of your body. Even the every feet? Inch. As long as they clean, I will go in. Um, no, uh, but, but, it, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, I, look, if, if if we have an FMF, FMF, both both women will be very pleased. Is oh, what yeah, I'm gonna say. Right, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's... No bell ain't going down on nobody. No. But that's always a prerequisite. I'm like, you know, <laughs> again, back to being not being a dick mechanic. Even when we're playing with a couple, like, if dude can't get it together, that's fine. But that means that you fucking both of us. Like, like I still which need to has, finish. Which has happened. Yeah. So, so he's very good, yes, at pleasing more than one woman. Right. But yeah, so I, I answered your question, Jim. Ass and titty man. Talent. Talented. That's how you yeah. are. Okay. So, so now I'm going to, I'll come back to my actual question later. So now I'm thinking about for your threesome, right? What about the Eiffel Tower? But, you know, usually the Eiffel Tower is the dude with the girl in the middle, two dudes with the girl in the middle, but what about if you had like one girl on your dick, one girl on your face, and then the girls kiss? I love that. I love oh, that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we got close to that one night. Yeah. What happened? Um this was in uh, when we went to the beach hotel. Um Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you girls were going in a little heavy at that time. I couldn't handle it. It was three, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was fun. So yeah, that's we can do that. I can I can kiss girls. Mm-hmm. It's really just the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like I'm an everything but pussy person. Yeah, like I I say I'm a I'm a, an above the waist bisexual. Like you know, Jenna, can I tell you something? Tell so me. She, she actually tried to eat pussy. I did. And when I tell you the level of disgust I saw on her, you, do you remember Ace? Did you ever? Did you see what Ace Ventura? You remember that movie back in the day? I do, I do. Okay, you remember when he kissed? When he kissed, he realized he kissed a man, and he had to like brush his teeth, and he had the plunger like trying to yep. plunger his face. That was the bell. Her first time looking pussy. Oh man, you brushed your teeth so hard. I, <laughs> you know, she wiped the fuck out of her teeth that day. So, and to be fair, like it, it, it was nothing about the girl. Like it wasn't like she smelled bad or anything like that. It was just, 
don't know. I think it's a sensory thing. Um, and also, she had a bush, which is fine. I'm I'm more of a wax girl, but didn't like mm-hmm. the hair in my mouth. I couldn't do it. It was just I couldn't. Okay, but what about touching the? I can touch a pussy. I can I touch it. I'll can... figure. I'm. Yeah, it's yeah. I can make it happen. It's not my favorite thing. You're like, I can make it happen. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about using a toy on it though? Oh well, yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. Listen, but, see, there are options here. There are options. See, I'm just trying to present the option to the audience, yes. so that they are aware that you know, even though she's not going to go down on you, yeah. she will still use the toys on you. You can yeah. still ride the ride that is. Bomber, you know, there are mm-hmm. many options available for you. There are. Okay. So, okay. So then now it comes back to the other question. So do you guys generally use protection with other people when you're playing? We always use protection. Always protection. Okay. Uh, during, well, during intercourse. During intercourse, not during oral. Not using a fucking dental dam. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't do dental dams in this household. Not, 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 you know, anybody who does, we're thing. not, you know, whatever, use your, you know. Whatever, but um, but we don't. We, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sounding like a total dick. Um, <laughs> Only yeah, slightly. We don't do not do dental dams. In yeah, den- dental dams are very odd to me, right? And yeah. it's they're weird. I just yeah. So I understand people's aversion to them if they and have such an aversion. Condoms during blowjobs are the worst experience that is ever bestowed upon. I think a woman given a blowjob, maybe one of them. I mean, it depend- well, it depends on the flavor of the blowjob. I think what turns you the flavor of the condom. Jesus, um, I think what turns you off. <laughs> what turns you off is that, that latex, yeah. that latex taste. But I think some condoms are specifically made for blowjobs. But yeah. yeah, yeah, they have some like that. But okay, so of course, safe sex always. See, guys, I'm I'm checking. I'm checking on the list of requirements for everyone. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> you know. So oh, are we gonna are we gonna get like a list of eligible uh, fem- single females and I guess single males since everybody knows Bell's looking for her MFM <laughs> and uh, couples is that what you're gonna forward us after this is all Listen, over? Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop your links in the show notes and they can reach out to you guys directly oh, with their okay. with what they want. That's, I just want to give them all the information. <laughs> yeah. So, which is now the next official question is you know. What exactly are you looking for? You know, you talk about dating, getting to know people, but what kind of vibes, what kind of connections are you trying to make? Is this going to be like a long-term sexy connection or is it something more short-term? Where, where, What are you feeling right now? I think the best way I can describe it is if we go out with you, um, whether we play or not, it's going to be a great time. And that means that, you know, if I call you and say, hey, like, we had a good time, let's go out, um, there's no pressure or expectation. But if the time does come for us to end up in a hotel room, it'll be bomb. Yeah. That's, that's how, that, that, that's, that's the ideal situation we're looking for. Yeah. And I think we're definitely looking for a more longer term um, I mean, short-term stuff is cool, and sometimes I think the the play connection has its has its season and it ends, and that's fine. Um, but we would like to have like regular 
couples where we can hang out, have a good vanilla time, and then, yeah, if there's a possibility of sex, it can happen. But either way, everybody be satisfied. Okay, you yeah. heard that. Mostly looking for couples. So single people, get coupled up, and then holler at the bomber and bell. <laughs> we'll take singles, too. We Listen, we almost... What do you mean? Mm. Well, no, well... Yeah, we'll take singles too, but sometimes I'm like, we, we, there are a lot of them out there. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about single males in particular. There oh. are a lot of them out there. So I'm just like, uh, yeah. Well, it has to be a very, very special single male for oh, him go. to meet one, my requirements, and then definitely the bomber's requirements. Mm-hmm. Well, the bombers a little bit more. When it comes to single males? Oh, when it comes to single males, yes. Oh, gosh, I thought we moved on to single women. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay, so for single women, how how would they approach a situation? I mean, what would that be like? I know it's, as someone who's been in triads and thruple-like vibes before, it's always interesting when you're out with the couple that you are engaging with because mm-hmm. depending on the environment it is kind of like an oh don't don't talk to us until it's time or uh, <laughs> yeah this is my girlfriend like she's all here with us and they're all like super rubby dubby on you in front of everyone and scaring off other potential dick and pussy so oh, wow. <laughs> it could go either way you never know yeah that's a good point huh you might have to talk about that in another episode um i think well, for me, it would definitely, we would need to have a good friendship connection because um, I'm always in a de- deficit of female friends. Um, so, like, we would need to be able to hang independently, independent of the bomber, just as friends, like, here. like we can go to lunch or go shopping, something like that, and have kind of that, that girlfriend relation not romantic girlfriend but girlfriend friendship uh relationship oh, i think i'm hearing this for the first time <laughs> okay and, and so bummer yeah what are you looking for then in a single woman um single woman um mm-hmm. look i just I, I just want her to be sexy and then i want her to say yes <laughs> Those, those two things, sexy and say yes. Wow. You know, I mean, you know, no. I mean, I think no. I'd want her to get along with the bell. Um, I'd want her, like, I'd want there to be chemistry between me and her. I'm not going to just be with any single female, um, because after you know I'm done doing my thing, I'd like to be able to lay down in the bed under the sheets naked mm-hmm. and have some fun conversations. Um, so having a sense of humor is important. Um, being smart, we both read a lot of books and um, that's uh, that's important. And yeah, uh, be able to talk Bell into motorboat, motorboating her ass cheeks. <laughs> I feel like since we brought this up, that's now like on the top of your list of things to yes. happen this week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. So, any single women out there, men, you have a much higher bar to cross. Sorry, not sorry. That's the way it should be. But yeah. single yeah. women, 
you know, they're looking to build connections, other couples who are out there who are not necessarily polyamorous, but, you know, are non-monogamous, open to a little swing time activity, hit up Bomber and Bell if you think you fit their requirements. I'll put the links to contact them in our show notes. But... <laughs> it's okay they can just where can people find you guys because they want to listen to the podcast they want to get to know you more and some of your little nasty stories <laughs> and you know they where, where can people find you usually so we're on instagram at black and kinky um you can find the show wherever you get your podcast at it's the black the letter n kinky uh, lifestyle podcast so you can find us anywhere and you can find us obviously at our web- website at black in kinky lifestyle.com Ooh, hear that guys all that stuff gonna be in the show notes just yeah. for your easy clicking pleasure i'm not just talking about clits <laughs> Once again, I would love to thank Bomber and Belle for being with us here on the podcast. We had a really great conversation. There's probably like another hour or so that you guys definitely did not get to hear in this episode. Definitely another 20 minutes that was actually recorded. <laughs> but uh, we'll save that for our Patreon honeys for their bonus content, right? Um, so you can find Bomber and Belle and the links that we will drop in our show notes as per usual. But of course, if you're on altplayground.net, you've definitely seen them in the podcast corner, Black and Kinky. Just saying, just saying, just just putting that out there. So next week's episode will be a solo episode. We'll just be talking to you about some stuff that's been happening in pop culture and uh, Red Table Talk, Willow Smith, we're going to be talking about Good Trouble. There's a lot of stuff that's happening with non-monogamy and polyamory in the quote-unquote world. I guess, like, out there in the real world and, like, the TVs and stuff and then the articles. There's shit going on with polyamory and monogamy that people are talking about, and I'm definitely going to cover that next episode for y'all. And I'm sure you guys can tell we are back to Wednesday releases. Yes. After the craziness that happened towards the end of, like, February, March, whatever. We are now officially back on to Wednesday releases. So next episode will also come out on a Wednesday, like this one. I think I've finished talking your guys' ear off right now, so let's just dive into some other stuff, right? Where can you find Monogamish Pod? Well, you can find us at monogamishpod.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at monogamishpod. You can also find us on YouTube. Our channel is up. I am working on uploading all of our old episodes on there. Honestly, I've only made it to like the first three of season one, but they're going to go up there. So you can, you know, at that's like follow us on YouTube, monogamishpod. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know the logo to look out for. Um, you can, of course, find, again, our detailed show notes on our website, monogamishpod.com. We host this podcast using Anchor. Shout out to Anchor for holding it down as per usual. Um, we do have a merch shop that you can find, um, monogamishpod.com slash shop, or you can go to monogamishpod.threadless.com. There will be a new merch coming. I decided not to release new merch until season three. So, guys... There are certain merch items that are on the shop right now that you will not see ever again after this. So y'all better go out there and get that merch. That's all I'm saying. If you want special monogamish pod merch, there's some merch that you're never going to see again after the summer. So y'all need to get everything you can right now. Just saying. And also I mentioned our Patreon earlier. I will be dropping some bonus clips 
from this interview with Bomber and Bell on our Patreon page. So you can find us on patreon.com slash monogamishpod. We are an 18 plus platform, which means that you cannot just go to patreon.com and search for us. You have to type our full address into your browser. It will ask you if you are 18 or over. You say yes. Very important. Um, I don't know what that accent was either, but here we are. I think that's all the important stuff we have for you. Um, I've decided that we're going to move away from SoundCloud a bit more and because we can only post our three most recent episodes on there. I mean, I still will up until the end of season two, but we're going to be transitioning more fully into YouTube for season three. So that guys, sneak peek just for you listeners. So thank you guys so, so, so much for your patience, your understanding, your love. I did tweet and Instagram and Facebook post about what was going on and we got so much love back in the comments. So thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. And that once again, I want to thank altplayground.net for all the great things that they do. Shout out to YouTube Right, our favorite Jamaican clothing line. You can use code monogamish for 10% off your order. Shout out to Andrea Marchucci of the Shelf Love Podcast, our great friend and just all around wonderful person. She is working on a Bridgerton research project. So if you guys want to know more about the Bridgerton Research Project, I'll put the links to that in our show notes. She's going to be presenting at a huge conference coming up. Super excited about that. So thank you guys for listening. I'm Jen, and this is the Monogamish Pod. Have a great night.